Welcome to Renaissance Humanism. Today's host is myself, Jonathan Riley, and today's episode we will be discussing the importance of building your own personal library for professional and personal enjoyment, as well as a method to improve your earnings and obviously to educate yourself to become better than you are today. Now, when it comes to actually selecting your library, You've first got to have a profession in mind that you want to learn. You can either learn through doing through professional courses or online university or through self-learning. For example, personally, uh, I had a colleague when I was at the Lloyds Banking Group when I was doing stockbroking. Uh, this person's relative, uh, they actually self-taught by developing their own personal library, their own trial and error to actually invest in cryptocurrency. Uh, with something like this, she managed to make $14,000 within six months of actually starting the process of self-education. Now, if you think to yourself, I can just go online, buy stocks and shares, or I can measly get a stick skill, just like, like that, very quickly, uh, that's not how it's going to work. When you decide to actually develop a skill, develop your personal library. This is a process that could take five years. It takes five years to become a master or 10 years if you work in a full-time job. It takes about 40 hours a week to actually master a subject, to become truly skilled at it. But the best substitute for this, the way you can actually condense the learning so you can do this quickly so you don't have to take you five years ten years is to find a mentor if possible you can find a mentors online you can find mentors in books or audio books some form of online learning or even youtube is a great model for learning or podcasts the only question when it comes to something like this you must do your research you must look them up on their social media preferably linkedin just so you can see their background, are they legit? Because you don't want to take advice of somebody who's a um, a fake guru, who's a fake master, someone who's not a true professional. Uh, for example, does the podcasters, YouTubers, fresh and fit, and who market themselves as these alpha men who are going to teach you how to get all the girls, make all this money? Uh, I do believe the money side of things are legit, but it comes to the certain brand images as, as they put themselves as alphas, it's not in quite, not there because they do pay for sex. They do, do go on sugar daddy websites and they do see women as commodities that they pay for. That's the image they put out there, trying to be alpha, but they're not. So you don't want to go to somebody, follow a YouTuber, follow an academic who has no actual experience, who was not doing not doing it. For example, Logan Paul is legit. He may be an asshole or a dickhead. Uh, I do apologize, children listen to this, but he may be that, but he cannot deny his success. He has a successful podcast. He has over 23 million followers on YouTube. And when he talks about marketing and branding, I would say listen to him. It gives great advice. A piece of his advice is this. Do not sell 
products for women. These are like Instagram models who are like a part of the simp economy, which I'll cover in a different episode, the simp economy. But these Instagram models, these eye candies, uh, they sell bikini products to their audience. See, their audience is predominantly men and they're selling female products to these men. Unless they are cross-dressers, which I'm inclined to believe they are not cross-dressers, this is a poor marketing strategy. You must have your market, your product, to go to that market. If your audience is predominantly men, you want to sell stuff like Manscaped, male products to them. Because if a man is watching a Instagrammer in a bikini or on OnlyFans, they are not um, the market to buy products bikinis because they're not going to be buying those products bikinis for the girlfriend. Because if they had a girlfriend, they wouldn't be um, beating the bishop by um, watching these Instagrammers. So you really want to look people out really watch what they're doing, watch the kind of content they're creating, what kind of books they've read, some sort of professional experience. I said, Logan Paul is a YouTuber and he's a professional marketer. He knows his stuff. Same with people like Conor McGregor. You might think Conor McGregor is just a fighter in UFC, but he knows about branding, he knows about image, so he can learn lots from there as well. See, when it comes to building your library, information you can use many tools you don't, it don't have to be books it can be audio books it can be youtube it can be podcasts it can be even through experience as well because not just a reading exercise but it's a development exercise as well you must build your skills you must build a foundation and on top of that you must get your skills see the, the way i started writing uh, my first kind of writing i did was uh, in academia at university, so I spent three years at university, I learned how to write in an academic style, and then I did six months working as an intern, uh, as a content writer, as a copywriter, so I learned to actually write professionally, and now I write to magazines, try and get more clients, so I can actually write for them as well, and that process, I had to read and do how to how to actually do and make those products actually make those kind of sales by print through the written word uh, a good a good place to start if you actually want to learn that learn how to write print copy is the copywriter's handbook by robert w blay that's b l y it's a very interesting book this book is like if you just start out copywriting you want any information how to write it all of it is inside this book um, if there is a link section in the what, what what this podcast will be on, I will be leaving the resources for these books inside the description. Another book, which I strongly recommend for a personal library, is by Writer's Digest. This is Writer's Market, the 100th edition, newly revised and updated. This has been going on since 1921. It's over 100 years old now. If you want to know anything about writing, who to contact, then Writer's Digest is the book for you. If you want to get into writing, if you want to go to magazines, I strongly suggest that what you do, you go through the book, you read it, you pick who you want to contact, you follow the instructions and the guidelines, and then you email them a sample copy. 
showing that you can actually do this work and then they'll pay you the appropriate amount. Though the prices might vary due to uh, inflation, what they're willing to pay, pay and ask if you knew as well. So the, the, the more experience you have, the more they'll pay you, basically. And also, when it comes to stuff like that, developing new skills is that you're new. They don't know who you are. So why should they trust you? They'll trust you by being consistent and showing that you have skills. Uh, as I said, there's like a, I strongly recommend there's a YouTuber called um, Sarah Copywriting Agency, I believe the name is. It should be on YouTube. She runs like a personal school to train people to become copywriters. And in it, she's she's actually trained people to actually earn like 21000 a year doing copywriting beginners even that kind of big salary as well each each month as well copywriting just by doing their own samples send them off to people to different clients and then get paid for it as i said copywriting just for myself because i'm a writer uh, i'm a copywriter that's just something that i know personally which is an option for yourself if that's something that you want to develop all you need you need a good grasp of your language if you're a shit speller if you're a poor speller uh buy grammarly the um, the pre the premium the premium edition and also get yourself if you have trouble actually writing as well as long as you can read you have some sort of understanding of grammar you can use grammarly i recommend buying the speak to write software it's the dragon it's called dragon natural speak uh, the version i use is version 15 but obviously if you can get the most up-to-date edition so that way it gets the best software. what it does it reads your voice and it turns those voices onto the screen you'll really find it helpful if you struggle with your language with your words well your the written words it really helps because for myself uh, i'm dyslexia i'm i've got dyslexia so reading writing i do find difficult at times so i have to use software to actually help me out as long as i the words are mine but as long as I get them onto the page, I make sure they're okay because okay, I look through it all as well. I edit the work. That's how. So I think that would uh, really help if you're looking for some sort of like passive, some sort of not passive income, but an extra income on the side or a new skill set you can build. Now, as for your library, as I said previously, you want to choose the right topic. The right topics as well. See, I think the stuff you can actually do yourself is drop shipping copywriting, podcasting, uh, and stock market investing. But it all depends what's your attitude to risk, your appetite. As I said, the 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 example I gave you of this person I know personally, uh, she is 18 years old. She lives in the United States, and she was able to do this because once she's living at home, so she saves a lot of money. She hasn't got any expenses on food, rent, anything like that. She lives with her mum and dad, so she's 18 years old. She's being what you call productive. She's using her time wisely. She's learning a skill set that actually can lead to a profitable outcome, which also entails risks. She's at this point, she's, at this, she has a, she's in a stage of life when you're in your teens, in your 20s, you can make big risks. For yourself, if you have a family to look after, if you have a wife, if you have a kids, if you have illegitimate children that you don't want people to know about, you've got to pay for, 
that might not be the option for you because you don't have this spare income. So this means you've got to pick something else. You've got to pick something that fits you, something you can actually do, something which is actually going to be low cost. See, to start a podcast, you don't need any fancy recording equipment. You just need headphones and a mic and a normal webcam, which can also be already in the laptop or PC. So again, this is this is cheap. Are you talking like over over three hundred pounds for an okay laptop or PC? Depending on the cost, obviously, you got a bigger budget. Bigger budget, you can buy better equipment. You can buy better desks. So you got to think strategically. What kind of equipment do I need? What kind of resource do I need to learn? And also, this is where it comes to reading books as well. A lot of books online. Some of them you can get them for note. If you've got a Kindle subscription, you can find some stuff on podcasting on copywriting that you'll get for get for note not really pretty free because it'll just come with a subscription other books you can buy but i recommend reading the reviews uh also i want to say this give you a piece of advice now be careful when you actually read the reviews because those reviews are not always from customers they're from like the companies marketing agencies trying to sell you that product it could even be from the uh author itself if it's been self-published because they can go and create a burner email if you want to know how to create a burner email just type in create burner email in the google search it should come up with a burner email you can use so you can use a burner email to set up a dummy account to leave reviews because that's an option and as i say just be careful for any kind of products you're looking at just because if it works in that kind of industry just be careful. It's same with like for online as well. I won't mention any names just because I've got no proof. I don't want to begin slander and stuff, but uh, put simply, this person who have, again, no names, that they create, they use LinkedIn as a way to generate sales. So what they do, they spice up accounts to put in false information or information that can be exaggerated. Because there's no one, there's no one checking these these backgrounds, so they could put down that they're like a CEO for ten years, they have uh, thirty years of marketing experience, they've got so many, so many years of copyright experience, like ten years, so it would match the age. They could put like a photo in and like a really nice spicy photo, and try to build up the account to generate more and more sales. See, that's where I say you also you just you just want to be careful when you go on someone's Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, see if they're actually genuine, because. You, d- you don't want to be f- trying to build your knowledge, build your personal library, and realise that you're listening to a phony. As I said, for myself, uh, I left my LinkedIn. You can judge what I'm saying through the, uh, through the through the podcast, through the YouTube. Am I legit? And I don't want to give any like false impression. But I'm not. I'm not making massive books. I, I know. I mean. You can tell just by the way I'm dressed. I've got like a normal purple shirt on. If you're watching this over the podcast, I've got glasses in my ears. My skin is a bit pale and uh, I'm slightly overweight. So it's not really the image of a uh, of a of a very rich and successful person. I'm very much in the beginning of my journey creating this podcast. Uh, I'm developing a book as well. And developing a book as well. Um, and also starting my freelance career as well, trying to actually get more clients and uh, 
sell my services. So again, with somebody like my 